All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. New Westminster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Kizmenko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 89 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week, Tyler Erlinson, and I am joined by my two favorite co-hosts this week, <laughs> Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Alex Smith. Yup. <laughs> Yeah, we had to leave Marcus at uh, the Canucks game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's actually working the Canucks game. He's going to give us a, a intermission interview yep. yeah. with himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's our field reporter now, for God's sake. Field reporter today, Marcus Keller. Yeah. Before we get into all that, though, let's uh, hear a word from our sponsor. Yeah, so I'll be running the sponsorship. Uh, I don't have a fake sponsor for you guys. Sorry. Marcus didn't give me one. Blame him. Uh, but no, uh, this week's episode. Uh, oh, why is Marcus calling me? All right, go ahead. Hey, sorry, did you guys do a fake sponsor yet? Oh, oh we literally, oh, we're this just is doing wow. it. Just That's crazy. so weird. Yeah, do, do you have one? Okay, uh, this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the popcorn guy that recognized me and gave me free popcorn. Hey, hey, shout, out popcorn shout out popcorn guy. Isn't this the second yeah. time? Yeah, it's the same guy, but oh, like I, I really wanted to give him a shout out, let him know that I love him. Oh, Emma likes him too. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm five drinks deep here. I'm a hundred bucks in a hole, and <laughs> this game is just terrible. <laughs> no way, she got you to drink. Okay. No, All this right, team boys. drove him to drink. Right. I gotta go. It's getting worse by the minute. Talk yeah. to you later. All right. See you. Bye. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, no big sponsor this week because we uh, we got Marcus on the line. Yeah, that was Sweet. awesome. Well, this week's episode's real sponsor. Or how do you guys? How does it go? Just do, do whatever you feel like feels natural. Well, thanks to Marcus for the fake sponsor. Now the real sponsor of this podcast is Beaver Buzz. As you can tell, Marcus is pretty Beaver Buzzed right now. <laughs> thanks, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the podcast. That was really good. Way to go, dude! Thanks. Yeah, dude. Emma was like. She made sure that Marcus wouldn't drive and would not like drink Gatorade or anything like that. She's yeah. like, I want Marcus to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but he's five deep is so funny. Because he was like, I'm gonna Gatorade, I'm gonna have maybe one or two. Yeah. He's drinking every time they score. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I'm glad he's having fun in some way, because we all know it's not by watching the game. Nope. Yep. Yeah, well. Well, now before we get into Canucks news. Let's hear from the man himself. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to him. Yeah. Marcus Keller, how's it going? First period just wrapped up. It is fucking 4 nothing for the light. <laughs> hey, but, we, but we it's close, that. right? It's the, 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 the tempo's there. A lot of shoots on the Canucks side. Yeah, they're out, shoot, out shooting him, right? 
Yeah, but like everything the Canucks have had is low quality so far. They're just getting run out of the rink. So it's, it, it's, I, I will I will say though it was really cool to see Stammer's 500th goal in person. He got like a bit of a standing ovation from the crowd here in Vancouver, so that was awesome to see. That is pretty cool. So it's like uh, it's like an Android playing against an Apple right now, right? With the, with the quality there, Apple's Tampa. Yeah, Bay exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. just getting killed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Makes sense. <laughs> so what do you think they need to do in the second and third to to pull a little comeback here? Score goals care i don't know <laughs> get pucks in deep something like that but you know what though they're uh sorry i'm getting you, you guys jake's gonna hate this especially my fans are recognizing me okay uh hang on guys just uh g- give me one second okay <laughs> sorry go to the bathroom hey you, yeah, want, me, you want me to hold the camera <laughs> yeah. sorry, I'm, I, I'm just taking a picture real quick hang on Thanks, appreciate it. Sorry, they wanted a picture. Did you kiss the baby? (laughs) Simba. What's that? Don't you think your mom has enough pictures with you, man? (laughs) Okay. Whatever. Let's get down to the question. Back to the game. Yeah, let's get down to the question that everyone wants answered. What do those jerseys look like in person? Okay, so I made a video before about how much I dislike them. And then when we got here, they didn't have the jerseys out yet. But when you went to the team store, they had like a bunch of merchandise with the new logo that has all the white taken out. And honestly, I was starting to think, I'm like, these, these are kind of growing on me. Like the, they have like these black hoodies and shirts. They look really good. After seeing the jerseys, I despise them. They are <laughs> terrible. They like, I, I don't know, something about missing all the white in the jersey is just like, they, they just look like too neon, if that makes sense. It, they, they look like knockoff jerseys. They, yeah. they look like a, like a company in China tried to remake them and like forgot to add the white. Yeah. It, just, it, it, it does not look good, especially on the numbers. The numbers with no white outlining, it, it just looks terrible. Well, speaking of good jerseys and videos, uh, today you made a video about the jersey that you're wearing. Uh, just in case yeah. people didn't see the video, do you want to do like a little uh, explanation about it? Uh, yeah, if uh, for those who don't know, if you look it up, it's called for the Canucks anyway. It's called the salmon jersey, which is kind of weird because it's red and black. But if you look it up, it's a third jersey that they only wore for one year, and I believe it was the '96 '97 season. And it's got like a yellow diagonal stripe going through it, and because they only wore it for one season, it's actually very rare. And, and why are they wearing these jerseys tonight, Marcus? I am wearing it because uh, tonight we are honoring Gino Ojic, and it is a Gino Ojic jersey that he signed for me a couple years back. So uh, I haven't worn it to a game before because it was so rare and in like really good shape. But uh, tonight I figured, okay, if I'm ever going to wear it to a game, I, I guess it should probably be this one. Yeah, we're going to see this jersey thrown onto the ice by the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I this this is the kind of game where it has me wishing I brought a different. <laughs> but uh, no, this this is one of those jerseys where uh, it, it, not often you hear this said, but I think the name on the back means a lot more than the the name on the front. Yeah. Uh, did they do anything special for Gino uh, before the game? Yeah, they had a moment of silence. They had uh, a bunch of his teammates come out and. Um, it, it was nice. It was really nice. Trevor Linden was in attendance, which is 
very, very rare now just because of the falling out he had with ownership. But uh, I guess there wasn't anything that could keep some of these guys away. So that was a, a really good display and re- really nice to see that from them. Yeah, it just shows what uh, Gino meant to everybody that he played with. Yeah, it was a class act. Yeah. And he could beat the wheels off of anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, that's uh, uh, what, a chant for him, right? Yeah, everyone just chants his name. And it, it, that's happened a few times during the game. I don't know if you've been able to hear it on TV. It keeps uh, it keeps breaking out. Everyone in here is going, Gino, Gino. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's nice to hear. Luke Shen has to get into a fight this game. I was saying to Emma earlier, who I'm, I'm at the game with here, that it, it seems like they're, they're trying to almost. Because the one thing we are doing better than Tampa right now is we're out hitting them. Okay, so and, uh, playing a little bully. Yeah, it, just, it, it, it seems like they're yeah, trying to start working. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're playing like garbage, but we're supposed to be. I'm on Team Tank right now. This is great. This is, this is the <laughs> best possible outcome. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think, I think they'll come back and win. Oh, oh, good God. <laughs> that would be something. I don't know. Well, I just remember like a couple well, of that, years hey, ago. Hey, that helps our over. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. That yeah. helps the over, yeah. Uh, no, but I uh, I remember a couple of years ago, Tyler made some like wild prediction that a team was going to come back in a game we were watching. And we were all like, ah, oh, there's no way that'll happen. And then it did. So I'll be the one guy that'll go, <laughs> ah, they'll come back. They got this one. Well, I hope they don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I need this win from Tampa. We'll a- anyway, since Marcus is literally at the game, yeah, we'll we should know. probably let him go. I uh, appreciate it, guys. I think Emma needs a drink, and so do I after that period. <laughs> yeah, don't blame you. Have fun with Good. your $15 beer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have fun hanging out with those two idiots. Yeah. Um, whoa, 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 right. whoa. It's not nice to talk can about get, Alex and Jake like that. <laughs> can, we get a, can we get a Go Canucks Go? With all your fans, Bring too. the dart home. <laughs> oh, we'll take what we can get. Thanks, pal. Enjoy the rest of the game. Okay, all right. Thanks, boys. Have a good episode. Yeah, I see you. Okay. All right, well, that was fun, but uh, there's plenty more to talk about with this team. But I guess, like, we should probably touch on the whole reason, um, or the big thing he was talking about, which is the Gino Ujic situation. Yeah. I mean, I... I was too young to know who he was. My parents knew who he was, but I wasn't really too understanding of it. But I've heard my parents talk about him and like my grandparents, and they just had nothing but great things to say about the guy's character, how he played on the ice. He played with his heart. He played with his soul. Unlike Um, the rest of this roster right now. Yeah, not really showing up for the game, which they don't seem to do because I think during even the Kevin Bieksa appreciation night, they got blown out by the Ducks. By the Ducks? I think so, but don't quote me on that. But no, didn't they get pumped by on the Luongo night too? Maybe and it was the Luongo night. The, I don't know. Yeah, against Florida, I'm pretty sure Florida pumped them. Yeah, this team just doesn't show up. But yeah, I mean, it it sucks to lose a guy from the organization, especially one that left such a such a good imprint on the team and the city. Um, yeah, just sad to see him go. Yeah, and you know, like Gino Ojek being drafted by the Canucks, kind of like, kind of that homegrown feeling, right? And then being such an impact player on the team for so long and in more ways than one, right? Um, he was he was part of the identity of, of what used to be this this organization. And uh, yeah, it, it really sucks because it feels like losing him is, you know, losing another piece of what this franchise used to be. Man, how much would they love to have him on the team right now? Yeah, a player like him now would be a game changer for sure. Yeah. 
the um but uh but sorry tyler before you do that just you know we haven't really mentioned this but you know rest in peace to the guy he's yeah rest in he's peace. passed and it's yeah, it's really sad to, uh, yeah family absolutely. and everybody involved mm-hmm. or affected yeah with switching things over to the current team mm-hmm. things just are not getting any better they went on this massive road trip got pumped, decided they were going to come back and try and almost win some of these games and then come back and beat Carolina. Just the most unpredictable team in the NHL right now. Yeah. And I kind of love it. I won't lie. I, I, it, I like, hate it. It sucks because they are so unpredictable, but it makes it so fun to be like, you have no idea what's going to happen next. You have no idea who's safe, who's going to be traded. Like every day you could wake up and our captain could just be gone. Yeah. It's, more, it's almost more fun to follow the team when they're off ice versus when they're on yeah. ice. Because there's just so much going on. No, there's probably a decent amount of people who have started, like, becoming Canucks fans. As weird as it says for how bad they are, just because of how entertaining it's been to have a bird's eye view on the situation that's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, this team is a dumpster fire. The oh, whole complete. Tanner Pearson it's situation. Like a, it's like a car accident where, what what's the quote? You can't look away. Or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I it's like when you're. It's basically like when you're driving by and and you see a car accident. Like you just can't take your eyes off. You can't look away. Yeah. You're just drawn in, mm-hmm. just to kind of see what happens. And that's basically this Canucks team. They're mm-hmm. just a giant car accident. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you guys see the way they uh, they handled the Tanner Pearson situation? Oh my god, that's probably the most car accidenty car accident yeah. of this whole thing. I didn't realize he's on his fourth surgery now. Oh, I didn't know it was his fourth. I thought it was his second. No, this will be his fourth. Jesus. Yeah, I saw that the uh, NHLPA is starting an investigation on the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Like, the guy's career could be over because of this. Do you guys have more information on it? Because I I didn't see a whole lot. I just saw that there was an investigation happening about the injury not being uh, properly taken care of. I, I think that's basically where it lies right now, our Canucks analyst isn't really here to to yeah, help us out yeah. on with the this, week with probably a, like one of the most information formed weeks. We're yeah. missing our top Canuck guy. Yeah, but the, yeah. The, the long and short of it really is just that Tanner Pearson suffered an injury that he was kind of rushed back from. It got worse instead of better, and now it's looking like the best case scenario is he misses the rest of the season. Jesus. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully he heals quick because you don't wish that upon anybody. No. But yeah. it, it seems like the players noticed it too. I think I remember seeing Quinn Hughes had a quote about it not being handled well. Yes, that's kind of what started this whole. Yeah. This well, whole that's thing. what. Yeah, that's what prompted the investigation. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So just just not a good look. Another thing to add to the pile of the Canucks doing stuff wrong. Yeah, this like, team, man. It's like it's so depressing coming into this season. There was so much hype, right? We were all yeah. so excited. Easily a top 10, top 5 exciting team, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, people were looking forward to yeah, seeing, seeing what, what they did this do. year. Yeah, and anticipated, I think, is what we're looking yeah, for yeah. there. But, yeah, it's like, man, it just takes the the air out of your lungs with, with what this team's turned into. You know, and the fact that I think Rutherford came out a couple of days ago and had some comment along the lines of, you know, we need to do major surgery on this team. Which, given the Tanner Pearson situation, not great timing for a comment like that. But, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like, it's just like, my God, man. It's so, so sad. Like, I really don't have another word for it other than no. just being sad. 
in that same uh, questionnaire, whatever you want to call it, press conference, he also mentioned that they weren't going to rebuild, but they were, in Marcus's favorite term, retool. Why? Yeah, yikes, eh? Commit to something for once. Yeah. Holy. This uh, an, this team's messed up. And another thing that uh, that he said was, we can build around this core. Like, he was saying this core is good enough to build around. But then the very next statement was, <laughs> yeah. you might not see the same core here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right, man. Yeah. I know you're getting old, but yeah, no, the core is, is really kicking in. The core is OEL and Curtis Lazar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And JT Miller. He's locked up right, long term. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about JT Miller. Can't Jesus. forget about Solid no. first liner. This <laughs> core is not going to win a Stanley Cup. We have They're not even going to make the playoffs. No. <laughs> well, like, no, like this whole core. Like, they'll, they'll eventually make playoffs. But they're not a core that can win a Stanley Cup. There's players on the team that can contribute to winning a Stanley Cup. But the core value of these players is not enough to win you a Stanley Cup. Yeah, because they didn't get bad enough. They didn't get the players that had the high enough ceiling, right? They picked Ole Levy instead of Matthew Kachuk, right? Like they just, <laughs> they tripped and fell on their face everywhere they could have, you know? It seemed like the only thing that they did, actually, no, I'd say there were two things they did right when they were quote-unquote retooling on the fly. And that was when they traded Corey Schneider for the pick that was Bo Horvat and when they picked Elias Patterson. Those were the only two things that really worked out well for them. Everything you could say else. Quinn Hughes, too. Uh, he, well, in my opinion, he was drafted where he was projected to be drafted. Oh, I see it wasn't you like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, didn't take a chance. Yeah, they him. didn't have to yeah, really yeah. do much. It just kind of he landed. <clears throat> he landed where he did with them. Granted, you know they did make the pick, and players around him haven't developed the same as he has. But yeah, yeah, it just it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get our defense is bad, but it shouldn't bring this team down that much with the amount of firepower that we have on offense. It just it does not make sense how this team can't figure it out, and it's not Bruce Boudreaux's fault. And they are using him as an escape goat. Yeah. It's it's silly. It's stupid. It's unfair to him. If we fire him, he will easily get a job next year. I well, think. it's it's not if, right? Like, he's had some comments and some takes that have just been heartbreaking. You know, like, I, the one that got me was a couple games ago, they asked him about, you know, his, his standing with the team. And he basically said, I'm going to keep coming to work until they tell me not to. Yeah, that's tough. Like, Oh my god, I can't imagine, you know? It sounds like he's working retail. Like, come on. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Jesus. I'm just gonna keep showing up you know? here until they fire me. Yeah. And it's like this guy has one of the top thirty two most coveted positions in hockey. Yeah. At, at least from a off ice perspective. And it's like Yeah. That was a tough, tough thing to hear. Like you think you'd be having so much fun with like the tools, the players he's got on this team. Yeah. And it's just such a drag. And nothing yeah. seems to be going right. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel bad for him. I don't think it's his fault. And I feel bad for him because he seems to be getting a lot of the blame, which I don't think is warranted. Especially because of what he pulled off last season, right? Yeah, I feel like we're forgetting like this. He took this team from a lottery team to when he came in yeah. to the end of the season was, I think, second in the Pacific or something like that. No, they just missed the playoffs. No, no, like, like from when? Oh, I see. What you're their record, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was second. Yeah, Flames or yeah, they were. I think they were even tied with the Flames. Yeah, it was something like that. It was like yeah. if he was the coach full time, they would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Wow. One one thing that really irks me about this team, especially against this game against Tampa Bay, 
is Connor Garland is the net front presence. The man is four feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Every single goalie can see over top of this guy. Yeah. I don't understand this what's going power on. play is the perfect example of the Vancouver Canucks. It doesn't work, and <laughs> they need to fully change everything. And what they do is they take a small piece and replace it with a different piece. But the still whole concept of it does not fucking work. Yeah. The stupid drop pass they do in the central zone, yeah. everybody knows that's happening. Yeah. And then you got stupid OEL coming down the ice skating two <laughs> miles per hour trying to get around it. Like, it just doesn't work. You have skilled guys. Let them show their skill. Well, they started doing a new... Uh, a new break-in play, which I think is hilarious. And they basically just, like, get over center and wire it at the net. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, hey. that's peewee shit. Hey, hey, shots on goal. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right? I thought it was so funny <clears throat> when I saw them do that a couple times. And it was one of the games they had on the road trip where it was like they stopped trying to break in normal and they would just get over the line and rip it. <laughs> They're oh. trying to do, like, that Sedin pass. Where they yeah, bank and it you know the what? Like it, it did work once for them. I think Miller picked it up off a bank from Pedersen or something. Yeah, but. Besser did one like a few years ago. Too. Well, yeah, but I mean like on the road trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh my God, it's so funny. You're right, it is Pee Wee. It's so Pee Wee. <laughs> the it's the so dump and pump stupid. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's goofy. Yeah, I would agree. It's very goofy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex, my guy. <laughs> We've never changed the buttons. It's this one. I don't sit here normally. What a goof. <laughs> there we go. That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the biggest goof of the week. This is a part of the show where I go to find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. Bring up the story with the guys and we have a chat about it. We got a fucking uh, and uh, this storage week. wars announcer over here. <laughs> yeah, we got an auction. Yeah, yeah, 20, 20, 20, 20, 30, 30. Oh, going to give me 40, 40, 40. <laughs> I've done this like 90 times, man. I've gotten yeah, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, um, and this week, I have a funny feeling this is going to be Tyler's favorite goof of the week of all time. Because Ooh. this week, the biggest goof of the week. Yes, I love is this. your Vegas Golden Knights starting goalie who is currently injured, Robin <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> I don't give a shit if he's injured or not. I'll still kick the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, I can't. I love this story. Yes. So... It came out this week that Robin Leonard had to file for bankruptcy, which is sad, right? That's not not a joke. Like, sorry to hear that for the guy. I'm but not. the reason why is some of the goofiest shit I've ever heard. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. He filed for bankruptcy on December 30th. Uh, after a Wisconsin company sued Leonard for four million, claiming that the NHL player and his father failed to make any payments last year on a business loan. What was this business? Well, Leonard and his father, Michael, are both listed as principal members in a Nevada business licensing filing for Solar Code, a limited liability corporation doing business in multiple states. Uh, and in January 2022, agreed to a four-year repayment plan with Eclipse Service. But they missed five payments leading to Wisconsin Company in late June 2020, to sue the U.S. District Court in Milwaukee. Uh, Leonard's debts also included missed payments for a collection of rare snakes he purchased for one... Get this. For $1.2 million in 2017, according to the bankruptcy filing. Leonard kept the snakes at his reptile farm in Plato, Missouri. 
in Plato, Missouri. Sounds like a Tyler Spice headline. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> he, he and his wife, Donya, estimate their assets are worth up to $10 million. And just a quick reminder that Robin Leonard, who's 31, is signed to a five-year deal worth $25 million with the Golden Knights that he signed in 2020. Oh, terrible contract. This guy's garbage. <laughs> $1.2 million in 2017 on snakes that he's keeping on a farm in Plato, Missouri. Th- this is the wackiest story I've heard in so long. Yeah, this is messed up. <laughs> this is messed up even for him. Like, I I know he's a weird dude. Like, he, <laughs> everyone knows that just by looking at him. Like, he is a weird dude. Well, I mean, like, all his, his interviews have always been really goofy, the way he, like, attacks reporters and it, verbally, right? I don't mean physically, but, like, just uh, like his, yeah, his, like, his responses to questions and like, he's just a very odd guy. So like this story totally checks out, oh, but yeah. it is just so weird. Yeah. That's real random. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't even know what to say to it. <laughs> like, yeah, it it kind of, like you were mentioning, it kind of skirts the line of goof of the week and Tyler's surprise yeah. headline. It's like, do you believe it or not? You know? Do you believe in <laughs> love? Yeah. We know goalies love. are like, they're the odd bunch, but hey. Watch your mouth. <laughs> I'm a goalie now. <laughs> Gonna stick up for my brothers, except for except Robin for Robinson. <laughs> He's not a brother. Yeah, it's just like so weird. You kind of just weird. wonder what, why you need that many snakes. You're you're an <laughs> NHL goalie. Why you need that many? And why the like rare exotic snakes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to bring something up real quick. The Canucks just got away with having nine skaters on the ice. Really? <laughs> okay, that's the goof of the week then. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Canucks can be the goof of the week every week. They're yeah. so bad, they're putting up two lines. <laughs> <laughs> and the refs still aren't calling it. They're like, yeah, have fun. Yeah. Oh, But Robin Leonard, man, what a joke. Yeah. What a goof one might yeah, say. Yeah. What a, there you <laughs> go. That's probably a better word. Probably shouldn't call him a joke. He might yeah. shoot me. It's all right. Settle down. He might send his snakes after you. I don't like. I don't <laughs> yeah, like his, snakes. His rare and exotic snake collection. Yeah, snakes God, on a I, plane to Princeton. Oh <laughs> God! Snakes on a plane to Plato, Missouri. <laughs> That's the weirdest part of this for yeah, me. It's Plato, like Missouri. It's like if you're gonna own a bunch of weird and exotic snakes, like wouldn't you want to put them in like an aquarium in your house or something? Not keep them on a snake farm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Seems weird to me. It's almost like, for me, it sounds like he was trying to make an investment purchase. All right, good one. But it's like, there's so many other things you can invest in. Yeah, I don't know what the the stock (laughs) of snake is right now, but it doesn't sound like he's doing too well. Oh, man. Anyway, there you go. Robin Leonard, for I think the first time, is your biggest goof of the week. There was another story that I was thinking about making the biggest goof of the week that I'll bring up now, um, and you guys can kind of tell me if you think this is worthy of it. So... The women's uh, U20 tournament just wrapped up. Yeah. And the final score of the gold medal game, are you guys aware of this? Yep. <laughs> so no, I was, don't know what it, it was. It was played between Canada and Sweden. Okay. And this, again, this is women's U20. Uh, just who do, you, who do you think came out on top in that game? I won't answer because I know what the score was. Yeah. Uh, well, I know there's a chick on the Canadian team that had like a hat trick in a first period. I don't know if it was the gold medal game or not. But I'm going to say Canada. Okay. So you're right. Canada did win. Okay. And just pick a score out of a hat. What do you think the score was? Five to two. 
10 nothing. Okay. That's a good gold medal game. <laughs> right? And it's like, how do you, as a team, like when you win a gold medal game, usually you like jump off the bench and throw your gear, right? Like, wouldn't you just feel bad doing that if yeah. you win 10 nothing? Well, the surprising part of that tournament is Sweden beat the States and Canada only beat Finland in overtime yeah. to get to the gold medal game. Yeah. And then they come in and they just absolutely steamroll the Swedes. Yeah. No, I know. Like, the whole tournament was just just such a weird tournament. And then for the gold medal game to end like that just felt really weird. I, I think that in international hockey, there should be, a, like, a what's the term? Like when you No, like, when you hit a certain amount of goals, time starts running. Oh, runtime? Yeah, runtime. Like after <laughs> like you get a like mercy rule. Yeah, mercy rule. That's what I'm looking for. There should be a mercy rule, like where if you score like, if you're like six, seven goals up on your opponent, like just run the clock. Like the winning team's <laughs> not going to be having that much fun. The losing team's definitely not having fun, <laughs> and it's just a bore to watch. Yeah. Like I know the logistics and the and the rules and you know all the records and but it's just like. Like, you think Germany has fun when they're down 16 to 1 against Team Canada? Yeah. I just or, don't. I don't think they do. They're just happy to be there, okay? For I me, don't it's know. like, for me, it's like, like, what was it? Team Austria, where they only scored like one goal or two goals in the entire tournament? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when they're down 4 nothing five minutes into a game, like, you don't think they're part just, of them goes, yeah, this might be, yeah, this might be a climb that we don't, that we don't make. Like, how do you, how do you get your team pumped up? After the first period and you're down 5 nothing, the coach comes in and he's like, you guys aren't working hard enough. Well, <laughs> 19 well, first-round picks. Yeah, wait, do you remember that uh, interview? That yeah. The, the yeah, yeah, the yeah. They that skate better. The, they shoot better. Yeah, it's so funny. He's like, he's like, yeah, he was like, they have so many first-round picks and we have one guy that was drafted in the fifth round. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want from us? <laughs> yeah, so you know how um, that guy, he's like still the coach of, of the World Junior Team, right? Oh, I didn't know that. So... Yeah, so back when the World Juniors were in Vancouver, I think it was like 2019, uh, Marcus and I went to one of the games and we sat right behind their bench. And like, I don't know, it was just cool because the guy was like right there, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was fun. That, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Oh, man. What a sense of humor, though, hey? Oh, super funny, dude. <laughs> I love it. He's just honest. Right before we go to break real quick, I just wanted to bring up one more part of that tournament. Okay. There is a 14-year-old girl oh, yeah. playing in this tournament who might be the best female hockey player I've ever seen. She Michigan. She danced everybody. She got a hat trick and then hit the gritty. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this chick is disgusting. She plays in the same league that Slavkowski played in and has a higher points per game than him in the men's league. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen her play, but I've heard her, uh, like her play and her name everywhere. seems like everybody's talking about this chick. Yeah, she is disgusting. Yeah, I watched a couple of the games. Her. And this girl is filthy. Her team was not good. No. <laughs> but she was putting up numbers. I know. That's crazy. Playing in the same league that the first overall pick went this year. Mm -hmm. And she's doing way better. And she's, I guess, what, three years younger? Uh, four. No, no. Yeah. Four she's years only 14. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Four years younger. Yeah. Well, we'll see, right, by the time she gets to the draft NHL. age. Because, like, a lot can change in four years. Oh, right? yeah. She'll be even better. Well, She'll be on a line with Connor Bedard on the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, the Canucks will probably still be at that 
that place in the standings. But yeah. Yeah. they'll get the second <laughs> overall pick, and, <laughs> and, the, and yeah. they'll take her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The uh, all right. Well, with that being said, I think that's enough uh, enough hockey talk for the first half. We got a a bunch more coming up right after another word from our sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is sponsored by Beaver Buzz. The boys are beaver buzzing. <laughs> Marcus is definitely beaver buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marcus needs to get white girl wasted, so somebody go get him fucked up. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from break, everybody. Tons of stuff to cover here. But as always, we're going to start things off how we usually do. Now, Gold Star. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Love the new segment. Yep. This is my segment. This is the second week. This is the first time I've been here for your segment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You weren't here last week. Uh, well, I'm already changing the rules. I have two gold stars to hang it out, so <laughs> oh. it's a good start. Yeah. Uh, but both hockey related. Okay. Uh, first one, this one's going out to the organization coming out of Seattle. Oh. Setting an NHL record. Crackheads. Oh, the crackheads. Yeah, the crackheads. I don't know why I thought the Thunderbirds. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Seattle Kraken set an NHL record for going on a seven game road trip. No, it was a seven-game road. Yeah, a seven-game road trip and winning every single game and pretty much all of them convincingly. So I'll go through the games and uh, I'll give you guys a little glimpse at the scores and everything and then we can talk about it after. Okay. Just to show that these were pretty convincing wins. Uh, so the road trip started in Edmonton where they won 5-2. to two. Then they flew to Toronto where they won 5-1. to one. Then they went to Ottawa where they demolished winning 8-4. to four. Oof. Then went to Montreal and won 4 nothing. And the closest game out of this road trip was against Buffalo, where they won four to three. Then went to Boston and shut Boston out three nothing. Yeah, that was crazy. Ooh. Yeah, and then ended it off with an eight to five win in Chicago. Ooh. So weird. Who are these guys and yeah. like where did they come from? Yeah. Well, Seattle. And they, <laughs> yeah, they like, took a player from each team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but this is crazy. It like, is, yeah. You're totally right. Setting like who would have thought that it would be the Kraken out of all teams to set a record like this? It's also weird to me that this hasn't been done before, but that's another side note. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of teams that go on road trips this long. Right? I guess so, yeah. It's that's pretty true. much just Mainly Vancouver, just Vancouver Edmonton, and now Seattle, Calgary. Yeah. Like, it makes sense it would be one of these teams, but yeah, still. It's not going to be the Canucks. There's no way yeah, they win no, seven yeah. games in a row. I know, it's crazy. And they, like, it's not like they were beating bad teams. Like, yeah. Toronto playoff team, uh, Boston playoff team. Best team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost like one and two right there with Toronto and Boston. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, they were convincing wins. This wasn't like overtimes all the time. It was yeah. beating them, taking the spread on pretty much every game. Yeah, pretty well. Should've, it is crazy. Should have bet the spread on every game. Yeah, yeah, and and, and they're getting scoring from everywhere too, right? It's not just like one player's having a career year. Yeah, no, they're away right now. Yeah, it's it's weird. And also, they've never beat the Canucks. <laughs> like to this Are they day. still not? They still have, well, they haven't played, right? They still have Jesus. not beat the Canucks in their entire franchise history. So. I don't know. We need to circle the date the next time the Canucks play the Kraken because uh, that streak might come to an end. Yeah, it's coming up uh, next Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So is it in Vancouver or is it in uh, Seattle? It is in Seattle. Yep, it is. Wednesday, uh, January 25th in Seattle at 7 p.m. Yeah, that'll be a good game. That, so that's a week today. Yeah. I think I know where I'll be. I'll be here. Watching the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys were to guess who the leading point getter on that team is, who do you think it would be? I mean, my first guess would have to be Everly, right? That's what I was thinking, but I think it might be Beneers. Beneers is number two. Everly is number three. Oh, oh is it a... Uh, is it who they got off uh, Colorado? Is it Burkowski? Yeah. It is Andre Burkowski. Really? Yeah. Is... The second worst plus minus on the team. Adam, <laughs> nah, don't look at that. <laughs> there's there's three players on that team that are a minus. Cal Cal Flurry is a minus one. Mm-hmm. Jaden Schwartz is a minus ten. Jesus. And Andre Burakovsky is a minus six. I totally forgot Schwartz was even on that team. But Jeez. after Burakovsky, Beneers, Eberle, so it's thirty seven points, thirty six, thirty five. Then you have Vince Dunn at thirty three. Wow. Jared McCann at 30, Yanni Gord at 29, Sprong at 28, Schultz at 24, Schwartz at 23, Wenberg, Tanev, Bjorkstrand at 22, Larson at 20. This is their points? Yeah. See, this is what people probably thought the Canucks were going to look like. Like, just scoring everywhere. Everybody's going to be producing. And it's the fucking Seattle (laughs) Kraken. Who would have thought? Yeah. On the back of Martin Jones, by the way, who's having an absolute resurgence of his yeah. career. 21, 6, and 3. Like, who? Out of nowhere. Wow. Really? That's Martin Jones' record? Yep. With a damn that's 2.84 goals against and 8.93 save percentage. <laughs> like, what the f- how? It makes no sense. How's his record that good when he's got those pedestrian numbers? He's getting, uh, getting a lot of help. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Seattle's scoring a lot. Uh, anyway, so first star or. First gold star of this week. Now, the next gold star is going to a man you guys may not know. Mm. Well, you you probably do know his work, and you probably do hate him. <laughs> what? His name is Brian Barlett. Brian what? Barlett? He is the agent of your JT Miller. Oh. And he has stolen money from another organization. Oh, boy. Oh, in the go. Minnesota Wild. Getting Matt Boldy a seven million by seven year contract. Holy shit! If you are gonna give somebody a gold star, you're giving it to this guy. Yeah, damn. Clearly, he just stole money from the Canucks. Yeah, seven by seven. Seven by seven. And you guys want to know Boldy? Yeah. So Matt Boldy, like he's good, but he's not that good. No, no. This is that's almost Kaprizov level up there. No, this is a whole like other Jack Hughes million, contract where you're yeah. taking a risk, but this is a way bigger risk. See, what this tells me is just that, like, Minnesota has kind of has the same thing as, like, Edmonton and Winnipeg, where it's like you have to pay players more because they're not going to want to play there. Yeah, you got to take your homegrown talent. Well, you're going to have to take players who want to play in the city, yeah. and not very many do. No. Well, like... No. Barack Besser. So, so he's only played two seasons in the NHL. Uh... First season, he had 47 games played, 15 goals, 24 assists, coming in at 40 points. So, pretty good season. Also a rookie season. Can't really go off of that. And then this season, he's only played 43 games. And he's got 30 points. So, total, 90 games played, 68 points. Pretty decent. Mm -hmm. But $7 million on a guy who hasn't even played a full season? Like, that that seems like a really big risk. 
Absolutely. Like it it's could turn one out. One of those reasons why I hate the Wild. Yeah. It, it's one of those where it could turn out and be a really good contract, but it could also really blow up in their face for a team that's already hard against the cap. Having the, the suitor contract and the Parise contract. Yeah. There's still uh, buyouts. Buyout. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Having that against there, like it's, it's a very, very risky contract, but gold star to the agent for being able to get him that contract. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for a team that like their goaltending situation being so, Yes, per Wolstat, they're fine. I, <laughs> hang on, I'm trying to find a word to define how I think about it because it's like they do have Jesper Volstead in the in the in systems, the pipes, yeah. But at the same time, like he's still a developing asset, right? Like it's very, I, it's very up in the air yeah. their goaltending. We, like, we put it that way. I didn't really get the chance to talk about how Yaroslav Askarov had his NHL debut the other night, but he did not look good in my opinion. And it's like, and that guy was way higher touted than Jesper Volstead is. So we'll see, you know, like I, I just, I, I see Minnesota setting themselves up for a lot of failure. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, they kind of, they have to pay the players that want to be there that they've drafted because they don't really get a lot of free agents. So you got to take the risks, but this might've been a little bit too big of a risk for at least my liking. Yeah. I mean, unless Matthew Boldy all of a sudden explodes, it's a huge risk. If we have any Minnesota Wild fans watching or listening, please DM <laughs> I us. I don't like you. <laughs> and let us know if Matthew Boldy is worth $7 Because I don't watch a lot of Minnesota Wild games, but he doesn't seem like he's worth yeah. the $7 million right now. I remember like way back in the day. I think it was like the summer after we had first started the podcast. Um, I think it was, yeah. So it's like summer 2021. And we were looking at all the stats for our podcast and where people were listening from. And we had one guy in Minnesota who listened to every episode. I don't know if that guy still listens. I don't even know if he's a wild fan. But if he is, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) if you are listening, Minnesota man, please DM us and tell us about Matthew Boldy. There is no way that man is still listening (laughs) after the hell I put him through. (laughs) Just torching his team over and over and over again when we started this. Or maybe he's one of those people that like lives in the city but doesn't follow the team. Yeah, true. Like... uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wow. Jude. The Jude household. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways. Those None are of the, you guys, other than your mother, cheer for the Canucks. Yeah. Guys are all over the place with your teams. Yeah, it's a bit of a war. Oh, well. Well, yeah. Those were the gold stars of the week. There you go. All right. What's next? What's next is your secret topic. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's not really a secret topic. It's just like something that came up in the news this uh, this week. And it was McDavid had an interview where he talked about uh, how he thought the shootout was a really shitty way to end a game. And it kind of sparked a lot of people online to start talking about what would be better ways to end a hockey game. And a lot of people just, you know, they talk about how much they love three-on-three overtime. And I don't know if that's recency bias or what, because they only brought in the three-on-three overtime pretty recently. But in my opinion, I think that, if you did make the three-on-three overtime 10 minutes and you added in a few little changes, um, it would be, in my opinion, it would, it would be a lot better. What changes? So, you know, the three of us, all of us, right? We all played three-on-three. Yeah. And on the in, same team. On the same team. And in three-on-three, when you get a penalty, you don't go sit in the box or you don't get another player on the ice. You get a penalty Ooh, shot. I like so where you're going. why in the NHL, when there's a penalty, do they go to four on three? Should they not get a penalty shot and then stay at three on three? I like that idea. 
I think that would be fun. And I think, you know what? Can I add to yours? Yeah, idea? absolutely. I think the guy that took the penalty should be able to chase the guy <laughs> that, yeah. that got the penalty taken on. How about, how about the floating blue line? Just create the, the neutral zone. like Because in three on three, it's all about possession. Yeah. yeah. So if you're able to come back and regroup from like center with your guys still in deep, like that, that could just be overpowering for someone like McDavid. Yeah, it just is. The floor. Him and like McKinnon would just eat that up. Oh yeah, the floating blue line idea would be insane because yeah, you could just have guys wind up and then peel in. Um, but in my opinion, I think you'd be changing the rules a bit too much. Like, like I've heard people suggest, oh, you know, take out offsides or take out icings. But at that point, like you're just ch- you're changing the game. You know, what about what if what if they started with four on four and then for like. A period and then went to three on three. Well, I think the big thing, right, is time constraints. Like, the whole reason why overtime isn't just continuous three on three is because of TV deals and all that crap, right? So, they have to keep it short. And I think the easiest way to do that is just to make it three on three for longer rather than going to a shootout afterwards. Because even though, like, you know a shootout's going to end with usually in three rounds, sometimes four. Eric Malik in the range. Yeah, unless you're going 15 rounds. But, like... Yeah, that's why I think making these small changes will be helpful. Um, and I really don't understand why they think that ending a game in a shootout is better than another five minutes of three-on-three. Like, sure, you're going to have games that end in ties that way, but it's going to be very few and far between. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like we talked about last week. Like, this could just be my the selfishness of 14-year-old me watching TSN Top 10 shootout moves. But I love the shootout. I think there's so much creativity involved in it. And players are still making new moves, being more creative. And I think like I think we talked about it last week, you and me, Jake. Yeah. About how like that's probably the most shared clip is like shootout moves. That exactly. People are yeah. like, oh my God, like how did that get pulled off? Who would have thought of that? Yeah. And that's why I think like keeping an element of the shootout in the game, like the whole penalties in overtime, yeah. Become penalty shots is because like you're still gonna see those, you know, shootout like things, right? With a penalty shot. Mm-hmm. Um you're still gonna see those pretty often. But it's not going to be as often and it's not going to be as crucial to the end of the game, right? Where it's just, so it's, it's, it's not a shootout anymore. It's, you know, actual hockey. Are, are we playing that, like, the person who draws the penalty takes a shot, too? So, like, if Luke Shen draws the penalty, he's the shooter? Or can you pick anybody from that's the an, ice? That's an interesting... Ooh. I think it's got to be whoever draws it. Yeah. Because, like, if you want this game to end, yeah, and I have Luke Shen, well, she should well, then you be know out what, yeah, <laughs> like that's just like, hopefully he's not out what, there then, on yeah. three on three. Like, like, that comes back on the coach, then, right? Like, yeah. when you're picking your players to go out, you're like, okay, you know, I'm not going to put Tyler Myers, Luke Shen, and I don't know, Tanner Pearson on where, the ice together, yeah, where it's like soccer, anyone can take the penalty kick, yeah, or you just be, be conscientious. About who Not you put boy. out there. Well, here's a here's an interesting <laughs> take on that. Is let's say you see uh, Luke Shen with the puck skating down the. Uh, oh, you take him out. Ice. You well, just take him the fuck like, out. You take him out. Make him what? take a penalty shot. Why? Because is there any chance that he's going to score on a penalty shot? Well, or like let's say it's probably very low, one. but like it's all about possession. You, rather, you might yeah. get the puck back after. On a oh, face off, like, I don't know. You, you take the or like it's like a two on one, and you've got Luke Shen. With the puck, and then you've got Elias Pettersson on the other side, and you just go and trip Luke Shen. Well, yeah, but if he doesn't have the puck, then you're you're letting Pettersson go. In no, no, like breakaway. Luke Shen has the puck, and you just go and trip him, so he can't pass it to Pettersson, and then Luke Shen has to come down on a break, or you just throw the stick at him or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of wild. I don't think that would ever happen, but yeah, maybe. 
Anyway, there, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I saw that this week and I thought, I kind of want to bring that up with the guys and see what their opinions are on it. It's an interesting take. Yeah, right? It is. It's very interesting. It's always fun having something new. Point the camera to whatever. Oh, happening. somebody must have got hit with a puck or something. Uh, yeah, I think a kid got hit with a puck. Yeah. He's crying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he got hit straight in the face. Oh, he's going to stick too? What the fuck? Hit me in the yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ref. I mean, man, that hurt me in the eye. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if you guys have... I don't know if you guys have talked about this recently, but I I missed the last episode, so I never got my my opportunity to talk about this, and I really, really, really wanted to. <laughs> All right, what's up? Oh man, Ellie Tolvanen. <laughs> uh, why? Why do we have to talk about this? He looks so good. Yeah. yeah, great. His team just went on a tear too, but we really need to talk about it. We've already talked about it. What was Nashville thinking? Like, oh, Ellie Tolvanen. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> Can't say anything because we ripped on Jake last week, but like, yeah. <laughs> it just speaks to the fact that this team can't develop young talent. Don't just they have Cody so Glass? frustrating. Shut up. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I went off on them last week. We're not talking about it again, but yes, Ellie Tolvanen has something stupid like fucking he, he scored more goals in seattle already than he has in nashville i yeah. swear to god and he's like he's got more goals than like 12 of the nashville's players or something i heard surprisingly that he has more goals than nashville has banners which All is right. very Fuck rare off. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, it's okay. you have askarov yeah askarov looked like ass <laughs> no you guys are gonna develop him nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right that, that's all i oh, needed Kuzi to say scored. about that oh god the kuzmeister great yeah, let's talk, let's talk about excited. Andre Kuzmenko. <laughs> wait, wait. Can they show his dad? They, they show him. <laughs> yeah, he, he stood up he's, and was clapping. He's off. got the no. He's got the same. Oh, there he is. Look at him. Stuff. He's so happy. Oh, good. You think that's there the guy that are. took a photo with you, Marcus? You think that's his Russian brother? The guy <laughs> looks like a serial killer. <laughs> that's a sleeper cell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Surprise, surprise! Cool. They put Kuzmenko back on the power play, and what does he do? He tips it in. <laughs> oh yeah, fist bump from dad. But in nice school. <laughs> Mom was not impressed, though. <laughs> Mom's still sitting down. <laughs> She's like, can we go back to the hotel yet? <laughs> the over is still alive. Either way. I think it's time to jump into the inbox. I think so, too. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. I don't know. We had to take a guess. Who jumped there to make that splash? Actually, we recorded that. That was a live recording. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so do you want to guess who took that jump in that splash? No, that was when... Uh, we went to the lake a couple years back, and uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> One of our friends was uh, was up on a rock. <laughs> oh, I know where this and is going. <laughs> and and she did not make it in the water. No, she did. Just took twenty minutes and like the entire beach encouraging her to do it, but she ended up in the water. Oh, I thought I thought was in a tree. No, I I, <laughs> I thought this was when freaking the one girl drugged the other girl and drugged. Dr- Drug. Oh, dr- oh no, 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 no. That was when. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, that was that was when they they were gonna jump off the rock together, but only one jumped, and oh. so the other one was holding her and pulled her back into the rock. Damn, she got grip like hell. That's ten out of ten grip. Oh, okay, all right, boys, settle down there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good God. Uh, It's a good thing this podcast isn't a video podcast. (laughs) I wish we would have had that on video. That was perfect. Gluck, gluck. 
yeah. four thousand. <laughs> the, the glizzy gobbler four thousand. <laughs> All right, so we uh, <laughs> just press the button. We already did. We're we're into the inbox now, and we have a ton of fantastic questions. The first one is not a question, but somebody does say hello. So oh, okay, well, who said hello? Hello to hockey underscore fan one one three. Oh, bonjour, salute. All right, here's a here's a more serious question about the Canucks. Okay, if Bo gets traded, is Pedersen the next captain? We talked about this last week, didn't we? Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think Most so. people don't were kind of so saying either. no. I was saying the Kuzmeister. Um, no. I, think it's, I, I think you got to take a little bit of a hiatus from the captaincy yeah, until is, you can clear out the locker room. There is I, no leader in that locker room. You know who they're going to give it to? JT. <laughs> no. They're giving it to OEL, I think. <laughs> I mean, like. I honestly think that dude, they Dude, Colin D'Elia gets to see. Let's go. <laughs> Third string goalie. Yeah, there's a chance, but yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, sticking on uh, the trend with the Canucks here, what's your ideal return for Bo Horvat? Dante Fabro in a second. Jacob Chicharin. One for one? <laughs> I don't know. We probably have to add a bunch to it, but I, any defenseman that we can get. I don't mind it. The I mean, um, He's the hot ticket for this offseason or yeah. this uh, trade deadline. And if Arizona does not move him, so dumb. That's very true. I, I think there's... I think there's been a big uh, a talking with the uh, Boston Bruins, so I could I could see them making a play. I just I just don't know who. I don't even know who they have because I don't like watching them. Yeah, uh, any any defenseman I will take. Any? It's no. It's got to well, be like I a guess... top pairing. Defenseman, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we'll get a top pairing. Eric Johnson. No. Okay, I think... Relax, relax. <laughs> I think you... like a, sorry. I should say a potential top pairing yeah. defenseman. I mean, it's like uh, it's what uh, Rutherford said, where they want uh, young players who maybe need a change of scenery, like Eli Tolvanen. Oh, fuck off, man! <laughs> it's Ellie. What about <laughs> Lucas Pisa? Lucas Pisa, get him back. What about Michael Delzato? I wouldn't yeah. want him, but like a guy like uh, Timothy Liljegren, who's young and just kind of hasn't reached his full potential. Like he's another maybe. offensive defenseman. I wouldn't want him, but like a player like that who. Is still kind of young, but has potential to really do something. Yeah. I think that's what I would want. Back. Yeah. All right, what's the next question? I can see it. Do y'all ever think Francesco Aquilini will sell? No, this is a cash cow for him. This is a cash cow for he him. He makes so yeah. much money. Yeah, he's even putting up fake banners and stuff and yeah. planting fans or something. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's not selling this team. Also, it's not. I don't think he, he's. I think he might have the highest, um, like he might have the highest ownership of the team, but it's like a group that owns the team. Well, it's the Aquilini group, which is yeah. owned by the Aquilini family. Yeah, that's right. So it would have to go through like their whole board or whatever in order to sell the team, but they wouldn't. No, we're stuck with him. Yep. Stuck with him for a while until Marcus makes enough money to buy the team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, come sport the Vancouver Boys podcast. <laughs> might have to win a couple lotteries, but. We'll see. Uh, do we have any more questions in the inbox? All the rest of the questions, surprisingly, involve Bo Horvat and what the trade return is going to be. Yeah, it sounds about right. It's yeah. probably the most exciting thing in Canucks right now, Canucks news right now. I wish we could trade him to the Abbotsford Canucks. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Just <Yep>. send him down? <laughs> yep. Just plummet his trade value? Put him in the Myers. Yeah. Trade him to the BC Lions. <laughs> 
Well, they don't have a quarterback now. Yeah. Oh my god, such a stupid signing for the guy. Yeah, didn't the, he signed with the signed with Buccaneers. Jacksonville? Was it Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah, who have Trevor Lawrence, who they just drafted yeah. first overall like yeah. two years ago. Rourke will never see the field. No, unless there's an injury. I don't think Rourke would have seen the field anyways. There's so many teams that need a quarterback, though. I know, but I think this is good for him to just at least get his foot in the door where he can make some NFL money. I guess, yeah. And and not have to do as much. He's also living in Florida, so yeah. it's hard to blame the guy. I mean, I'm definitely picking where I'm going to play based off of location. Yeah. And tax free, I think too. Yeah, and if I'm him, I'm going there just so I can get more Florida man stories. <laughs> Inside reporter. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's almost time to uh, to end the podcast. Yeah, time, time. <laughs> oh, did you just say time? I had no idea. I guess it's uh, just about time for Tyler's surprise, surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah. All right, y'all. Do I have a story for you guys? What? 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 What's what the story? It? What? 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 <laughs> Can that be the new intro? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I need some energy in here. Jake is fully about to fall. Asleep. I've had a long day, man. Give me a break. You've had a long yeah, day. You didn't. Work. I've been up since four. <laughs> Jake was making business moves. That was he was. Yeah, big make, things coming. Making money moves. Carol Baskins killed her husband, husband whacked him. <laughs> husband found alive and well. What? <laughs> she didn't whack him? Wait, what? What's yeah. this? Carol Baskins yeah. husband yeah. found alive and well. Well, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, no, she, so he's dead. They he made got a fed song to the alligators, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I thought, but Carol Baskin's dead husband was found alive, according to the NY Post. Tiger King stars missing ex-husband Don Lewis was reportedly found alive in Costa Rica. <laughs> but the discovery is just now going viral one year later. Oh, wait, they found him last year and now it's just getting viral? Yep. Whoa. Interesting. Well, I, I guess that makes I sense. I didn't like, see him in Costa Rica when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you did. <laughs> but I also never watched the Tiger King. Yeah. So You never Wait, watched really? Tiger King? No, no. I thought everybody watched Tiger Dude, King and Squid I Game. Were like I, two that I feel like everybody watched. Dude, I refused I to watch it. It was so good. Yeah. I, I refused. Okay, well, Tiger wow. King season one was good. Tiger King season two, I think I got through one episode. No, this is stupid. Because I didn't like Carol Baskin because she killed her husband. <laughs> Well, now that I know he's alive, now you gotta watch it. <laughs> now I might go back and watch it. Uh, Tiger King's just a crazy story, but that's even yeah. crazier that the guy's alive. Like yeah. the whole story, or the whole, well, one of the biggest parts of the whole Tiger King was the fact that Joe Exotic thought that Carol Bassins killed her husband. Yeah. So Joe Exotic's a liar. No, he's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still in jail? I thought he got yeah, out. Yeah, no, he didn't get out. Uh, it sucks because if he did, the story would. <laughs> Probably get even crazier. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, he's in jail. Damn. So Carol yeah. Baskin did not whack her husband. Um, Who would well, have thought? at least not in the way we thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> okay, I feel like you and I are both on the same page here, but do we think that this story is true or false? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. That whole Narnia land of the Joe Exotic and Carol yeah. Baskin, wherever they're from. Uh, Oklahoma, I think. Because I remember uh, one of our friends was saying that she was down there 
because uh, she was dating a guy who was playing on a team down there. And when she visited, she saw the um, the campaign posters because oh, yeah. he ran for office yeah. in Oklahoma. And uh, she saw a bunch of those all over the place. I might have to rewatch Joe Exotic because it was just so crazy and I loved every part of it. Yeah, yeah, I know it was. It was crazy, man. Like, the, the I don't know why this part sticks out to me, but, like, I remember how he would go to Walmart and, like, buy all their expired meat yeah. products and then feed them to the tigers. Mm. Like, just so much weird shit. Well, and the girl got her arm bit off. Yeah. And, and was went like back to work in like a week or something. Yeah. And was like, yeah, you know, this just kind of happens. And because that's what that's that clip where he goes, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that whole like that whole because that was at like the start of COVID, right? It was right at the beginning. Yeah. It was like yeah. March of 2020. I swear. That couldn't have come out at a perfect time. Oh, right. Everyone was yeah. just stuck at home. Yeah. yeah that's that's why I didn't watch shit. it. I was working too much. Yeah. Of course I was you in were. Winnipeg. Not? <laughs> I was out working in Winnipeg. <laughs> they didn't have TVs over there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to go with this one's true. Oh, I, I hope this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is 100% true. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Man, if crazy. that was fake, yeah, and, oh, wow, yeah. Got. Oh, that all the way back for that one. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done, man. Huh? Well, do you guys want to make some predictions on the game? Before we end off? On what game? Well, Jake already said they're going to make the comeback. Yeah, I said yeah, it at the I beginning. True. Canucks are coming all the way back and winning this game. I'm I'm hoping for a 5-3 final. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> like um, Canucks make it 4-3 and then Tampa gets an empty netter. Steven Stamkos yeah. hatcher goal or something. Right, because you uh, you guys took the over on this game, right? Yes. We did take the over. When after the first period, uh, Things when they were good. four, it was 19-1 to one odds for the Canucks to win. Oh, Jake, you should have hit hammered that. Yeah, well, you know me, I'm a big betting man. So <laughs> anyway. Hey, that's that's all that we got for you guys this week, I think. Yeah. Without Marcus here. You're lucky. Not, yeah. <laughs> not as much voices. Maybe a little bit peaceful. Yeah. Not as much anger in the room, I think. Yeah. Anyway, but if you want to follow us on uh social medias, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, all that fun stuff at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And if you're looking for Tyler on Twitter. Where can you find them? Vancouver Boys underscore. <laughs> and if you'd like to reach out to us for any serious business inquiries, you can email us at vancouverboyspodcast at gmail.com. I think that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you had fun. Peace. <laughs> yeah, I guess it yeah, that's the that's one time it. I don't steal his. <laughs> yeah, right. The one time you could, you don't. <laughs>